I'm going to play a last song before we go straight into our interview with our special guest. This guy is an award-winning screenwriter. We're going to be talking about a lot of interesting things as far as the creativity and innovation and some of the challenges that screenwriters actually deal with in the industry. Yeah, man, he's been selected at the Copenhagen 22 World Conferences of Screenwriters. Yeah, man, he was number one. Giti, Writers Guild of South Africa. Yeah, man, he really put our flag and name on the map. We're really proud of him. Super, super proud. Up next, I've got a dedication. Yeah, this one is going out to all the people who just celebrated their birthday or maybe celebrating it today, tonight, or in the next coming days. A song by Marumba Peach called Happy, Happy, Happy Birthday. Whether you're in the UK or the US or South America, Asia or Australia, or maybe somewhere in Africa, DJ Mojello is sure to bring you the best piano music in the whole world. We are Black Culture Radio. We are Black Culture Radio. BCR. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Have a blessed day. Stay blessed and stay humble. Um, yeah, happy birthday, Shemad. Hey, happy birthday. Have a wonderful day. May God richly bless you. Enjoy. Happy birthday and have a fantastic day. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yippee. Yo, what's up, man? Just hope you had one of the best nights ever. Just want to say happy birthday, my nigga. Enjoy your day.
Yeah, man, from us to you, if this is your week and you are celebrating your birthday, happy, happy birthday. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get excited as we have a special guest joining us tonight on the show. He is a renowned South African writer and filmmaker who is taking the world by storm with his exceptional talent and creativity. Please help me welcome the founder and CEO of Pen Game Films, Sabelo Mgiti, who has really achieved great success as a screenwriter, a showrunner, an executive producer. He's also an accomplished author with three published novels under his belt. Now, from humble beginnings, Sabelo started writing at the age of 18 and quickly gained recognition for his work winning the first place prize in a short story competition hosted by the SAWC, the South African Writing Circle. Since then, he has gone on to write several novels and make his mark in the film and television industry. As the head writer for the hit Netflix show called Kings of Joburg, Sabella helped to create one of the most successful shows on the platform. And the show became number one show on Netflix in numerous countries. Now he's also recently released his debut film with Netflix, Silverton Siege, which opened at number two globally and reached number three domestically in the US. It's quite an honor to have him here with us tonight and we can't wait to hear about his journey to success and the innovative creativity that he brings to the film and television industry. Please give a warm welcome to one like Sabelo Mgiti. Hello bros, are you there for me? Hey Sabelo. Hey, how you doing, brother? How you doing, man? I'm doing cool, man. I'm doing quite well, and I'm super excited to welcome you to the Piano Capital right here on Black Culture Radio. Same here, brother. Same here, man. Been a long time coming. I've uh, been hearing about you guys, so, you know, I'm excited as a mother. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's a blessing yes, to have sir. you. And a big shout out to my studio producer, Jay Howboy, for, you know, being patient with you. I know you are a very busy guy. <laughs> yeah man you know how work gets man i think i think we're all busy these days uh yeah. money doesn't sleep man yes. money doesn't sleep brother yes now we yes, have sir. to we have to we have to most definitely yeah. now please introduce yourself to our listener and you know who is sabelo who is subs you know where is he from and what's he all about all right cool man it's, it's really really simple man Subs the movie writer Sabelo Mkiti, aka the new king of TV, mm. aka Hollywood, aka yeah. African Hollywood. Oh. I'm about to take over, man. I'm from South Africa. Um, the best writer and showrunner in the country. I have best shows, the number one shows on Netflix in the continent. And on top of that, uh, my debut, my first film at number two in the world. So, yeah, man, that's the gist, man. We're taking over, man. Wow, what an introduction. Your accolades <laughs> are just amazing. And thank you for that confidence. You know what I mean? I really feel like I'm talking to a champion at what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely, brother. Most Always. definitely. Most definitely. Now, share a little bit more about your journey. You know, from, from being a writer to a showrunner and an executive producer, what does it all yeah. entail? 
Well, man, it's a bit tricky. I mean, you know, we all know that the industry is uh, is uh, is the wild place. It's the wild wild west. You know, yeah. uh, every man for himself is very rough. Um, but for me, it was it started off as the talent, man. Talent was the first thing that got me into the game, um, yes. which was me being a writer. And you know, after I had picked up a couple of accolades as a um, as an author, I actually wrote three novels. Um, then I picked up screenwriting. Um, I gained traction through the city in Pretoria, and then through Joburg, and then all of a sudden I found myself, you know, being mentored by Shauna Ferguson, okay. um, who's the producer, who's the, basically the kingpin of production mm. in South Africa slash Africa. You know, um, then he put me on Kings of Joburg season one, which I wrote, and then season two, which became recently now, you know, the most viewed African original on Netflix. Wow. Um, yeah, and just before that, I just written my first uh, um, screenplay, my first film, uh, which debuted, which which was released last year on the twenty seventh of April on uh, what is it, Freedom Day. And yeah. then um, we debuted at number two in the world, um, over eighty nine countries. So it's been a it's been a roller coaster right for wow. me. Wow, wow! Yeah, and man. how do you feel? You know, when you see the work that you wrote, you know, being actually accepted, being celebrated, and you actually mm. being awarded for it. Well, I mean, it's 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 it's. I think it's two parts, man. It's like. You know, you see the, the accolades and you see the admiration and all of these good things that come your way. And you're like, wow, great. And you can't believe it in a sense. But at the same time, you're like, okay, well, I put in all these hours and all these days and all this work in. And I sacrificed so much to actually mm. be here. So it's 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 a bit of both. But at the same time, you know, it's um, we celebrate for one night if we win an award and then okay. tomorrow we're back on the grind. We're back on oh, the grind. is that how it works? I thought you guys were celebrating for a whole week, maybe a whole month. <laughs> <laughs> nah, those are those are for the guys that, that, that you you don't see next year. Okay, okay. Now you just keep yeah. grinding and keep pushing. Now you mentioned Every you know Shauna Ferguson and RIP to Shauna, you know. Um, a Absolutely. brilliant, a brilliant, brilliant filmmaker, and I just love yeah. his company. I love the relationship he has or had with his yeah. wife. And you know, how was yeah. it for you working with him? You know, I've heard a lot of great things being said about him. Yeah. Maybe this answer could be a little tribute to him. What are some of the best things that you remember? You know, that he shared. With um, him? You know, I think maybe the most important one. I'll, I'll mention one was that you know um, we had so many discussions about him mentoring me and me actually you know wanting to surpass him or me looking at him as the example uh-huh. as the yardstick and he would constantly tell me you you won't be me you only going to be you so that was probably the biggest lesson that i've ever had from shana okay um and just to be myself look at the examples that he's had set look at yeah. all of the awesome. um accomplishments you know Mm. but mm. being myself uh, was the biggest thing i think that i can attribute to what i had learned from him um another thing that i had learned from him was how he keeps his relationship especially with his wife okay. so i'm recently married um mm. so i, I did Congrats. the same exact same thing yeah. yeah thank you thank you so much brother so i did the exact same thing um my my new production company just just launched uh recently Pen um films, right? 
Yeah, pen game films. That's pen right. Game pen game films. films. And you do pen have, okay. game films. Yes, you got that pen game. <laughs> yeah, I got the pen games. Twenty three. Mm. He actually, he actually dubbed me twenty three of the pen game. Like, oh. I was the MJ of the pen game. That's what oh, he said too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I love that he really gave you a chance to be yourself. Yeah. He didn't want to make you another Shona, but he recognized your uniqueness. Exactly. And exactly. he recognized so, how special you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I learned certain things from him, and one of the things when I started playing game films with the, uh, with my, my wife is actually an actress as well. Oh. So we actually started it together. So that was probably one of the closest renditions of one of his lessons okay. that I looked at, and okay. I was like, okay, he's going into business. We know with his wife, and uh, that's exactly what I've done. Oh, great stuff! I was about to actually ask you if your wife is also involved in the industry, and if you know yeah, it's almost yeah. like what Shona had with you know Sisconi. With Sisconi, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys have an example. You have a benchmark. You kind of like have a lighthouse at the shore to to bring you bring you to the banks, right? Yeah, in a sense, in a sense, but it's 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 not that easy. <laughs> Of course, of course. It's not that easy. Of you know, course. you have to kind of navigate your own way because yes. at the end of the day, man, it's 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 what also what we're trying to do is completely different to uh what Shana and, and Saskani were trying to do and yeah. what other people were trying to do, you know? Yeah. So you can only learn certain things from them and then you have to swim on your own. I and like that's that. exactly what I've done. Yeah. No, I like that self-reliance and I love, you know, yeah. investing in that uniqueness and all the best, you know, for you, your wife and Pen Game Films. You know, I trust Thank that you, you so guys much, are going to do well. Yeah, man. And now Thank tell you. us, you know, what inspired you to enter the short story writing competition that you won, you know, earlier on when you were much younger? Yeah. Oh man, that's a good question. I haven't actually been asked that in very long time. <laughs> I got you, bro. I got you. I'm ready for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was just me experimenting, man. I've I've been, you know, since I was a kid, like probably like 12, 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there. Mm. Um, I always wanted to find the thing that I was passionate about or the thing that I was really good at, right? Okay. So I did a lot of different kind of things. So when it came to writing, it was something that I didn't actually want to do, but people were telling me, oh, you're a good writer, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, nah, that's that's not going to give me money. That's, that's, <laughs> that shit is it's, it's boring as fuck, you know? And um, so what happened was, is that when I did discover it, I was like, okay, if I'm actually really good at this thing, let me enter and see where I fall. And if I fall below power, then let's move on let's Ooh. try the next thing mm. and um lord and behold bam bam, bam first place bam. Wow, yeah i like that i like yeah. that story and yeah. have you always been you know creative you know maybe if you could take us through the process of actually writing let's say a novel because a novel is still very graphic right the reader has got to be able to to pick up you know some lines that actually what happens paint yes picture. yes yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and not not everybody's graphic. Not every writer's graphic. Okay. Man. I know some okay. really successful writers that are not graphic. And what is the um, other I option? I think I was really graphic. How, how would we categorize the other option? Um, it would be, you know, words on a page, but you kind of have to let your mind um, pick up on what you want to see. So oh. if they say there's a gun there and blah, 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 but there's a whole lot of words, sometimes big words, and you're kind of mixed up in what's going on, you mm. don't really see the graphics. Oh. You don't see the graphics. So I'm the kind of writer that would tell you 
what it felt like when this guy saw the gun and when he picked it up and when okay. he shot it and what was around him at the time that he shot it and what the room looked like and felt like you know mm. so yeah so there's different kind of writers and that's what actually kind of led me into screenwriting because I was like oh shit okay I can actually write this and I see it on screen and other people see it on screen which is what I fell in love with and wow. from there I was like I'm not writing no books no more with blockbusters popcorn mm. all the way I like that. I like that. And do you do you kind of like see a mind screen when you write? Like do you have like a visual perception of your characters and maybe Absolutely. the plot and area they're in? Absolutely. Every single thing. It comes to me every single thing. I wow. see it before I put it on the paper. Yeah. Wow, wow. It's, wow. And it's also a lot of planning. What people don't understand that this uh -huh. thing doesn't it's it's not, you know, I don't thumb suck this thing and it just comes and it happens. No. It's actually a lot of planning that goes into it before I actually write. The writing happens before I actually put pen to paper or before I start typing, you know. Mm. Um yeah, there's 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 a great example that I have. Kings of Job season two, um episode two. Um, the heist, the heist, the heist scene. Okay. Uh, I had literally taken two months. Just I was for the for the for the eight weeks that I had, I was just right uh, uh, watching heist movies. You know, oh, different types and all of research, this stuff. Without, right? yeah, yeah, and that's my work. That's my mm. work. And then the last two weeks, I wrote that scene, and then I was done. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I guess that's what we also call talent, being able to use words like that, but also being able to tell, you know, to tell a story. And maybe are you an emotional person? You know, how is your yeah. personality as a writer, as being, you know, the background <laughs> of the work that you produce it? Yeah, uh, very emotional, man. Very emotional. People don't think so, but okay. I am. Yeah. I am sensitive. Actually, the word I think the, the key word is sensitive. Sensitive is the the right word to use. Um, being able to put myself in other people's shoes, okay. being able to take myself out of situation and looking at it from a broader perspective. But I am really in tune with emotion as well. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, but but when you meet me, you won't think so. Okay, it doesn't show, right? <laughs> It's all on the inside. It bleeds through the pen. <laughs> It bleeds through the pen, man. All yeah. right. I've got a question from my studio producer, Jay Harboy. He's like, what really inspires you, you know, to keep coming up with more stories? Is it really just yeah. maybe an automatic passion thing that drives you? Or do you really have to pull it out from a certain place within you? What drives me, um, I would say, sorry, just hold on. I would say um, there's, there's, there's a couple of things. One is that my need to write, of course. Okay. That's always that's always there. Um, my need to express myself in a certain way. You know, when I write, I become Superman. You know, Ooh. I wear that cape Ooh. or I become Batman. Mm. I become God. Okay. In a sense. Okay. Um, so there is that need. But at the same time, it's also when you touch a certain level. It's just like being any other artist, even a, 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 a sports person, a soccer player, whatever. You know, you've won a championship. You want more championships. So it's my ambition. Um, it's money. 
money is a huge driving force of course <laughs> mm, um, mm. people don't know that yeah you um, mentioned that a couple of times you say the money don't sleep so i knew you're a serious guy when it comes to getting paid in abso- business absolutely mm. absolutely but the, the the motivating drive is to always just become the best that okay. is the main thing for me it's never you know um sleeping on yourself and if this is what i'm destined to do which is what it is then i want to be the best at all times and i don't want to be the best in south africa i don't want to be which is which is what i really am i don't want to be the best in africa which is what i really am i want to be the best in the world so when i compete in hollywood and all these places i just want to keep striving until i can't hold the pen anymore mm. that's the motivation that like is the motivation that. I heard it in your introduction you mentioned that you're the king of African Hollywood right you like you know yeah. you you're aiming for the top and I like that about yeah. you that's really powerful and keep pushing what really keeps you now let's say after winning awards and you know getting number yeah. ones, number twos, and threes on charts uh, how do you how do you keep it going after being the winner already uh does that say I can do more you know because other people after yeah. getting these titles they kind of like sleep yeah um like i said i think earlier i don't let those things really get to my head they do they do they do slip in and and i know that i just want a a full makeover of the year but i i feel like you know we haven't done enough yet we haven't pushed the boundaries yet you know when i look at i want to i i look at myself and i look at in the next 40 years or 30 years even maybe Mm. 20 Mm. what have i done what have i actually done here um am i going to be another one of these guys and they're all over the industry um mm. these guys that come with 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 telenovelas or with shows and then they get old and then they, they they we move on and then the next guy comes in or have i actually done something to actually change the game so all for right. me changing the game and being at the absolute pinnacle in terms of global competition that will for me like once i get there then you can ask me that question again so what now subs okay i like that i like that and thank you for yeah. breaking that down it kind of gave me a picture of the objective and vision that you have for the future but looking at Thanks, african you know film industry and looking at the south african film industry in particular as compared to you know the worldwide you know main stage you know how do you see us competing you know as 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 a team and and where do you think we're going what can be done better to actually improve the standards of our african film industry um I really think if we look at the industry, our industry right now, it's very stagnant and it keeps growing, but it grows very, very slowly, very marginally. You know, after 10 years, we've probably grown like what, 5% instead of growing 100%. Um, if you look at the other countries, especially developing countries that turn into first world countries or even third world countries, you know, look at people like uh, uh, South, the South Korean market right now, they're running the game worldwide. Look at your Squid Games and what they're doing at the Oscars and all of this, 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 the stuff that they're pulling off. I mean, it's incredible. What we need to do now is actually, you know, bear the the mindset, the same mindset that I have. We need to all bear this mindset of, oh, it's possible. But I think it's going to take a person like me to say, guys, this thing is possible. And now then other young kids are going to be like, yo, we also want to be like, sub, let's jump. Let's jump mm. ship and we're gonna strive. And I think once that happens, 
then there's going to be a huge change. But before that happens, it's going to be very stagnant. Um, you know, there are young kids, very talented kids that come out of varsity or that are just have raw talent and come into the industry that get put into the system of, you know, your Mzansi or your telenovelas or whatever the case is, and they stay right there. Ooh. And every every once in a while, you know, it's it, 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 it's not easy to produce, for instance. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. can do it, and it's, it's so difficult. Super expensive and also. It's it's expensive, yeah. And these these people, the the, the gatekeepers, they don't want to risk uh, on a youngster, you know, okay, like a youngster. So there's gatekeepers as well in the African industry, right? Of, of course, man. Mm. Of course, there's gatekeepers. And what do they benefit really from this? Like, if let's say you know DJ Mojello is a gatekeeper, you know, what do I get from this? Yeah, well, I can't I can't really go into that much detail, but what I can say is that certain people will say, for instance. My friends have this telenovela already, so the next, now this channel wants uh, a, a new show. They will probably lobby for this guy because he's already experienced. We've already given him money. He's proven himself. And guess what? He's going to give me something under the table. Oh. I mean, it's just, it's all over the cape, all over the place. So it's it's not easy for youngsters to even come up and even without the corruption let's say let's let's wipe out the corruption yeah let's let's jump let's jump to uh where there's no corruption let's jump to netflix or your yeah. amazon or whatever you know how difficult it is just for a kid that's brilliant could be more brilliant than me 26 years old let's say 26 years old wants to I was about to ask yeah. that how hard is it to really get you know an amazing you know film product or masterpiece on netflix man I was, i'll tell you and i'm going to tell you the, the the grim truth man it's very difficult mm. it's very difficult i was once told that the percentage because they don't take unsolicited you know pictures and whatnot it's like 0.01 percent if wow. you're a nobody you haven't done anything but you have this brilliant idea and you could be brilliant you could be a brilliant producer or whatever the case is or brilliant writer but it's very it's very difficult so i mean and, and that's why everybody wants to jump onto netflix and that's why everybody wants this opportunity and this and this and that because it's just it's not everybody so that can make the it. ones that are in are very few and in between i'm very lucky you know Mm. and what does it mean to actually have you know a show that you've worked on on netflix how much does it change you know a filmmaker or a writer's life everything okay <laughs> everything covering the business and the passion and everything right everything man oh. it changes everything it changes no the whole landscape hard. yeah no wonder it's yeah. difficult okay yeah. okay yeah and besides it being hard i mean you have to also you know um if I look at myself, right, I look at myself and I see what I had to go through, the amount of work that I actually had to put in. Mm. People, some people might think that I'm lucky or something, but I'm not. I know exactly how much work, you know, when people were sleeping, I was working. Even till today, even when I am within certain places or whatever, I am working harder than everybody okay. because I know that I can't take it for granted, you know. So okay. it's always about hard work. And you have to have that thing. You have to have talent, of course, not just, you know, hard work because there's a lot of people who work hard, but they, they don't have, have... the gift. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a combination of both, man. I mean, um, but whoever's listening, you know, 
now and in the future, there are kids there that, that are going to still do magic. Okay, now tell me a bit. Let's say this kid is listening on the show and, you know, they are either involved in the industry or they're trying to get in, you know, a screenwriter, you know, an executive producer, you know, a filmmaker, or maybe even an actor, you know, or actress. Yeah. What, what would you tell, you know, this person, you know, that would kind of be a tool for them in the future? Be obsessed about what you're doing. Be obsessed about your craft. Okay. Be the best in your craft. Oh, okay. Once you have that, then no one can else can tell you nothing. Not even me. Mm. Not even me. Mm. I like that. So once you have that, you have your passion, you have your will. You're not going to stop. doesn't matter how many times you get pulled over and said, yo, stop. You keep going. Okay, and let's you say have you, those you, things. Let's say you're meeting some challenges or maybe even inner challenges where you're having writer's block or something like mm. that. You know, how do you keep building that interest, you know, so that you know you, you finally at the point yeah. where you're really obsessed, you know, and attached to your work? Uh, honestly speaking, man, I don't believe in writer's block, man. Um, I don't know if it's just me, other writers do believe in writer's block, but keeping interest in something shouldn't be a job if it's really something that you love mm. i hope that makes sense if it you really sense. love something nobody has to push you nobody yeah. has to wake you up to go and do the thing that you want to do because you love because it. then because then you're you're in it for the wrong reasons or then you're you're not you don't really love it no one is going to tell you that if you're you want to be a soccer player to go and train when you don't want to train or when there's no one else you have to wake up at half past three in the morning to go and run to keep your fitness up. No yeah. one's going to tell you that. No mm. one's going to push you. Mm. Mm. So it, it has to come from the heart. Once you find the thing, if it's not your thing, then you're going to know probably along the way. Yeah. I'll tell you that, you know, this thing, uh, <laughs> this thing called passion and finding what you love, it has a way of telling you the truth, just like every other law in life or every other thing in life. The truth does come out. Okay. If you're not about it, you will, will see it in your work ethic. The yeah. journey will show you. I like that. The and journey will you, show you. Thank you for yeah. being blunt and honest about that. Because, you know, sometimes people need tough love too. You know, we can't sugarcoat the truth. And I yeah, guess, yeah. And I maybe guess, maybe you, you like this thing, but then you realize, ah, this is not my thing. But yeah. then there's something within that same field or that industry. Okay, and is it is it easy to do that, to kind of like move from maybe being a screenwriter to being a DOP or maybe an editor or a gaffer guy or whatever else is being done, you know, to get the movie I, or shot right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure because I've never done it like that. I, okay. I won't even lie to you. I'm going to be honest. But I think it, it won't be easy because mm. you will probably have to go through an acceptance phase of, okay, this is not it. But then <laughs> if you do really find the other thing and it is the other thing, you're gonna jump at it okay okay i love yeah. that i love that i'm satisfied with that answer and thank you for also <laughs> sure. saying writer's block is a belief because sometimes we're limited by the beliefs that we have about things and the words that we use so maybe uh writers should erase writer's block you know from their vocabulary right exactly yeah i think so i really do but some you know some some people do have times but you know what let me give you advice let me give you advice yeah. Rather than just saying that there's no writer's book, let me give it advice. Oh, yes. If you write consistently mm -hmm. every day, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be all the time. But there was a time in my life uh, earlier on, not now, 
like now i can go like a whole week I, 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 without writing okay. and then i get into it yeah but there was a time there were years where i would write monday to friday yeah every single day mm. for six hours a day like i'm wow. going to work you know diligent so so that that defeated this thing called writer's block because i'm always flowing and oh. it taught my mind to always flow you okay. know okay okay i like so, that so if you keep on doing it you're building momentum and at a certain point it yes. just comes natural right yes mm. and then at some point i think well for me it's now it's like i don't have to do that anymore because i've paid my dues man i've i've bled for this thing oh. for years okay. yeah so a lot of people even now they think maybe they think oh okay maybe subs the writer he's just he just got here now now he he's lucky or or he doesn't get writer's block but other people get writer's block no it's not that i i i had to bleed for and work hard for close to 10 years man wow wow that's a lot of work so you've clocked your tile 10,000 mark right the 10,000 yeah hour mark. Okay. i've clocked it now i'm and clocking the <laughs> no thank you for sharing that this has been quite insightful and i love where this is going now let's go back to kings of Joburg, right uh, which became the number one show on netflix in numerous yeah. countries including australia you know what i mean so yeah. uh you know give us some back you know behind the scenes you know elements that maybe happened during the production that you think the listener <laughs> might love to hear yeah uh, i mean um well for season one or season two uh which one was the best one for you i, I think you should know season two of course i thought so <laughs> <laughs> uh well i mean there was there was no i mean there was no drama or anything like that i mean uh just seeing you know being able to see uh what i had created in my mind come to fruition um being able to see you know different elements of different departments whether it was the directing side or whether it was actors or actually seeing you know actors that were casted you know from mm. and then i had these people that i created in my mind these characters okay and then now they're real people on screen it was it was it's it's incredible I it's mean, a crazy um, feeling right it's a crazy feeling man it's there's no other feeling i mean to to any writer out there especially writers um you know the first time you actually see your work on screen you know and you you write literally he gets into the car he turns the ignition and the car blows up and you actually see it on a silver screen not on the tv on a silver screen at the premiere with yeah. people all around mm. clapping and what have you Dignitaries. there's no other feeling like that wow um wow. so i think those are the the, the, the moments that i cherish the okay. most wow yeah. no thank you for sharing that i can imagine man you must have felt ecstatic and you know do you yeah. accept the people that play you know the characters that you wrote for or do they just kind of like fit in is the casting that perfect you know because i think casting is about getting the best you know actor actors and you know other players in the film industry do you feel like you know they just suit it like that or you know you have to kind of accept how they play your character I absolutely not. I don't think they best suited, but it is only because I wasn't in control at that point. Um, okay. Uh, for Kings of Joburg, uh, in particular, so I wasn't really included in terms of casting because I wasn't a producer. So yeah. I was just the writer. The yeah. only person 
or a couple of people maybe actually no actually one character in season two where i actually had recommended someone and i had written a script for a particular person which was tapeno mukwena okay and that's great. um yeah yeah who played detective Kaka. so Ooh. him it was i like it, i saw him as the character and then when i saw him it was obviously gratifying but um other characters um i was not involved but okay. you see that's when you also grow your your appetite grows in terms of now i was just a writer now i'm a uh showrunner and a, an executive producer mm. who owns his own production company so nobody can tell me nothing now so i in control of cost i'm in control of everything that happens so but that happens as you grow as as you build and it depends on whether you want it or not because not everybody's a producer at the end of yes, the day some people yes, are just writing yes. okay yeah. okay and you also worked on silverton siege right yeah well i didn't work on it that was my move oh that was your <laughs> movie so are you telling yeah. me you had kind of like more control and authority over you know the casting and the production not necessarily not necessarily a little bit but not necessarily because i was young that was actually my first greenlit project right wow um yeah and i was still a light i was still a kid Mm. and um so i basically just ran for you know the paycheck right and yeah. these guys were like listen we're gonna produce this thing for you you'll be the screenwriter you'll be credited how much do you want okay we'll agree on this and then i agreed and then they took over from there wow, so okay. there was no there was no control until i, I had to learn the hard way to say oh, okay shit. but was that a okay, good choice for the control. time was that a good choice for the time for Silverton Siege. I looking back. Honestly speaking, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think so. Uh any any writers that have a dope you know what the script was fire. It was hellfire, man. Yeah. Um we became number two in the world. Yeah, but number two globally on Netflix, right? Globally. Mm. Globally. Mm. Globally. Close to 90 countries, man. 80, 80 wow. something, 88 or 89 countries. Wow. Globally. We debuted at number three in the US, right? Mm. So um it was it was great, but you know, for any future writers coming in the game and you know, this is your first film, make sure that you have a little bit of control um, as much as you can get. Don't yeah. just, you know, sell yourself away because you mm. want the paycheck, because you want some cash so you can buy a, a car or a house or something like that. If, okay. if, if the money is there, you know. And is this something you think is happening to a lot of creatives out there? I don't think I don't think so. You, if I'm if I can be honest, I don't really think so because uh, my situation isn't every day. Okay, you understand. My situation isn't every day where people, all these writers are getting deal, big deals and stuff like that. You see, with my deal with um, uh, Silverton Siege, I became the highest paid uh, screenwriter to sell a script in Africa ever, Ooh. ever, ever, ever. For Did that, you have for my some first advice film. or something? Did you have people who were like, no subs, uh, we're going to go higher? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shana Ferguson. That was the only one. Oh, okay. That was big yeah, support. That was the okay. only one. Yeah. And that was later. Mm. That was later. But they were they were trying to rip me off as well. Oh, okay. So that's where you learn. And this is where, you know, the business side of the thing. How do you balance that? You know, the creative side and you being, and you know, sensitive, you know, with your characters and storyline and the business. 
um you have to, i think it's experience man it's experience and also you know having examples I, i never had any example you see i'm the first example now i'm the example for in africa i'm i'm the example there's no other screenwriters talking about this stuff there's nobody else uh in writing or saying yo you know when i got this deal i got this amount of money but they made this amount etc etc and there's no yardstick in terms of how much our screenwriters actually getting paid guys mm. i am the example and that's why i speak so loudly about it okay. because yeah because there's no one else if you look beyond me yes go to any interview go online go, go check out any interview go check out any writer who's speaking on this and there's nobody else so now there's going to be another sub there's going to be another sub in a year's, <laughs> year's time yeah you know yeah. he's going to get a deal uh, uh from 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 whoever and they're going to say listen we'll, we'll give you a million bucks yeah million mm. and you don't know that these guys have now full control and at the same time um they're going to be making 60 mil wow and you made you made a you made a buck you know and they still changing your thing from what you envisioned the first time yeah because you signed contract right that's something else bro and thank you for sharing that now tell me yeah. how do you like to unwind and relax when you're not working um <laughs> that's a good question. Honest that's a good no. question. Honestly. I'm always working, but I'm always working, but I like to unwind with the wife, uh, with my son. Okay. Uh, and then I talk about work when I'm not working. <laughs> oh, and does that help the internal part? Maybe does it help you stay focused on the work? Yeah, no, not necessarily help. It just it, it is for me it's in my blood, I think. It's in my nature. Um, but at home, for instance, when it's a slow day, uh, like I, I don't like working on Mondays, for instance. I don't I don't take any meetings or anything on Mondays. So I'm, I'm on the PS5. I'm jamming, playing FIFA, doing all these things, spending time with the wife and the kids, uh, go out for dinner, you know, have a few drinks just to unwind. Okay. And then you know, but when I'm when I'm offline. Um, for like a couple of weeks or whatever i don't like to watch films or i don't like to watch anything with story i was um, about to I ask just... you about your favorite films actually and shows <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't like to watch story when i'm actually like trying to you know um take a break because then it takes me back into work etc so i just watch you know music videos documentaries um all sorts of other stuff but no no films no series no none of that Okay, okay. No, yeah. Great stuff, great stuff. And thank you for really sharing that. You know, my studio producer, Jay Howboy, used to go to school with you some time long back in, at the Glen. Yes, sir. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you were also into martial arts. You know, did, did martial yeah. arts also kind of yeah. like, you know, have a role to play in your writing and how you portray your characters? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I used to love... Um, uh, as as your as your as your producer to- spoke to you about, I used to love martial arts. Um, I did boxing later on in high school as well, like okay. uh, late, like around sixteen, seventeen. Um, but before that, as a kid, man, I apparently, you know, my my parents used to say that you know I wouldn't sleep. Uh, I would always be you know making ninja action 
sounds and 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 had guns all over the house toy yeah. guns all over the crib so jumping all over the fucking bed yeah so i think that did it it absolutely did okay i actually see that within my son now cuz he looks like a the type <laughs> yeah you can see yourself from the outer visual right from a different yeah, perspective yeah. yeah and you're also into you know you're a big fan of sneakers right tell us about your favorite pair yo uh i've got my favorite pair i, I think i got yeah these louis vuittons um shit what are they called babe? i don't even know what they called man um yeah but i got them from chris brown or chris brown's collection so oh. i stopped his collection and then i bought them wow okay so that's those are nice. my favorites yeah no yeah. that's nice that's nice and i know you are a sports fan as well what's your favorite team yeah. or oh, any sport uh f- football okay yeah football um so epl menu yeah and then and then madrid uh for la liga Oh, okay. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And then local local I'm I'm uh Sundowns one way. Sundowns one way to Pitori guy one. Come on, man. Oh one two. Mamelodi. Yeah, man. And you are a dog lover as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to have a lot of dogs growing up, man. It's, yeah, just now the wife's hey, wife doesn't like dogs, so I'm just I'm I'm still trying to finesse. I hear what you say. <laughs> now just keep on being nice to her, you know, she might just yeah. surprise you with a puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Well. And tell us how can people find some, you know, your work? You know, I have 5 minutes left in the interview, you know, Not unfortunately. But like yeah, tell us how can people reach you? and like you know find uh, your work all right cool man uh, people can reach me um www.pengamefilms.com okay um there's a lot of information on there there's emails and what have you um on instagram it's subs underscore the movie writer uh or it's just sabelum kitty subs mm. underscore the movie writer or sabelum kitty and then uh yeah yeah that's about it I love how you added Monica the movie writer. It keeps you in check, right? <laughs> every day, every day, brother. Yeah, man. And do you have any shout outs to maybe people that you're thinking about at this moment that you care about? Uh, shout out to my son. Salut. Uh, shout out to the wife. Yeah, of course. Uh, love them both. Katlako Sitlare slash Mkiti. Um, and yeah, man, all my fans as well. Everybody who supports me. every single day um and the people that are looking forward to what's coming next for pen game films what's coming next for subs the movie writer we out here mm. the new king of tv yes man it's been so great to have you on black culture radio and talk to you man just keep doing the great work that you're doing i've learned a lot myself even as a music producer and broadcaster you know from passion yeah. to keeping on pushing your thing and don't let the accolades get you big headed right keep on pushing Absolutely. and stay level headed i like that man and thank you for sharing the advice and all the lovely journeys that you've been through in this work of art Thank you so much brother. I really really appreciate you guys. I appreciate your time and the platform and everybody else listening. Thank you so so much. Salute salute. We'll definitely be posting the recording to this great interview on our Spotify page and it will also go on YouTube later. As soon as it's ready, we'll definitely make sure you get the links, right? 
Awe, awe. I'll be ready for you guys. Thank you. Salute, salute. Love your profile. Love your work. Love your energy. Just keep pushing. And yeah, more accolades are coming and they are on the way. Thank you, sir. Salute, salute, fam. Have a nice evening and say regards to your wife, eh? Will do. Thanks, brother. Salute, salute. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was our special guest, Sabelo Saps Mgidi, the founder and CEO of Pen Game Films. Yeah, what an inspiring and insightful conversation we just had with one of South Africa's most talented, if not the most talented, creative mind in the film and television industry. Thank you, Sabelo, for sharing your journey and experiences with us. We have learned so much from you and we wish you all the best in your your future projects keep shining and making us proud and once again a big thank you to Sabelo Saps Mkiti for joining us today or tonight on the show yes you are live right here on Black Culture Radio where we keep bringing you the best Amapiano music but not just that we bring you also the best of urban culture from South Africa up next I have a beautiful song from one of our previous guests on the show and this is none other than the real soulful G yeah man this lady has a beautiful voice I have a song coming up from her featuring Cloney Paul and our other previous guests on the show the audio addicts they're doing amazing stuff in the scene they just dropped a song called Blackberry and I think this song I'm gonna play next is just suiting you know you know especially after the interview we've had with one like subs the song is called ecp war and this means you know the calling the gift use your gift and unleash it into the world ecp war let's go Exclusive, not out yet. I got it straight from the artist. A beautiful piece. ECP War.
song called ECP well a big shout out goes out to one like soulful G alongside Zonipo and the audio addict I really love this song right after this we're going straight into our back-to-back I'm a piano remix yeah we're gonna be playing some of the best popular hit songs and not just that very nostalgic songs and we're bringing it to you I'm a piano style I know you're gonna love this You know how we do it right here on Black Culture Radio, we keep bringing you the best. Yeah man, I know a lot of people in South Africa are experiencing the winter season is just kicking in, especially when you are in the Southern Hemisphere and people up in the North, yeah man, spring is kicking in. Isn't it just amazing how the world works? Yeah, one ball, one planet, but different variety of experiences. Well, up next, we're kicking it through with a song by one like Dex. Yeah, man, he's so sorry that he couldn't make it for his tour in South Africa. Yeah, unforeseen circumstances. Well, I'm gonna give you one of his best renditions, a song called Dear Alcohol. But yeah, I'm a piano style, and this is our first remix on the back-to-back. I know you're gonna love this. A lot of people out there are struggling with different forms of addictions, and I'm not just talking about substances. Some people are also addicted to emotions, thoughts, addicted to situations, and even places and people. But yeah, this song is about being addicted to alcohol. Listen to this. Here we go. Oh my god. Now hear this. Now hear this. In, 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 in the mix. You're, you're, you're in the mix. It's about to go about to go down. Kama kuna kana mama yako usikuje hapa Oh my god because I didn't want to deal with myself tonight my thoughts get drowned until I feel alright I keep drinking till I'm someone I don't recognize 
of music all day all night right on your one and only station black culture radio Man, now this is DJ Abux alongside Soul King with a song called It Ain't Me. Yeah, man, they feature Innocent Booty on this one. Do enjoy. We are in the back to back. I'm up here on a remix.
this one and this is one like a song by Bob Marley is this love by Natsu made this a beautiful remix I really love this next remix and remember to follow us on all social media platforms at the piano capital and that is the piano capital with a K and follow us at black culture radio you can also follow me at mojello mojello and follow my studio producer Jay Howboy at J underscore Howboy, H-A-B-O-I, and also follow my program manager, one like Mark One, at BCR Space Hodge. Let's go, Bob Marley. A big shout out and tribute to one like Bob Marley, man. Big respect to the Rasta man. And treat you right. I wanna love you every day and every night. We'll be together With the roof right over our heads We'll share the shelter Of my single bed We'll share the same room Yeah Oh, Jabra
And now in the background I got Shasha with a cover song of the song Trying by Sade and this one features Musa Keys and our very best DJ Maporisa. A big shout out goes out to Duke Elvis. Yeah, we also got Nikoni. Yeah, oh Duke Elvis Nikoni. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to this brother, man. He's all the way from Nigeria. How far now, bros? I hope you're good, man. Yeah, man. I'm thinking of some lovely jollof rice as I'm saying Nigeria. A big shout out. This is no ordinary love, some special kind of love, some piano love. A big shout out to Shasha and I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. This is the final shutdown right here on the piano capital. We're about to go. Yeah, man, it's always sad and so hard to say goodbye. But catch us again next week, Wednesday night. Yeah, man, 9 p.m. Central African time, 8 p.m. GMT and yes, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As you know, we are global. A big shout out to everybody for tuning in from all around the world. I'd like to say thank you also to our special guest for the night. And this is none other than Sabelo Subs Mkiti. Yeah, man, the best screenwriter. Man, he's coming up. A big shout out to him and Pen Game films it was really great thank you to our studio producer jay harboy for hooking this one up right after this at the end of our show king gemini all the way from phoenix in the us of a will be coming through yeah man with the upload show bringing you the best reggae and dancehall music in the land
Another big shout out goes out to Hardboy Productions, and that's my productions, man. If you'd like to book DJ Mojello, either for a studio session, you know, for some live set on decks, you know, I do a lot of things. Do link me up on Hardboy, H-A-B-O-I, online at gmail.com. Another big shout out goes out to all the artists and producers that have been sending us songs. We really appreciate it and we are checking out your mails. Remember you can submit your songs to be played on our show at the piano capital with a K at gmail.com and our team of compilers will definitely check it out and respond to you. And if your song is nice and suits our show and global listenership, yeah, we'll definitely give it a spin. Well, man, it's been so great being with you tonight. Thank you for keeping me company while I keep you company. You know, it's a good company thing right here on Black Culture Radio, where we promote Black Culture 24-7. A big shout-out to my studio producer, Jay Howboy, my programs manager, Mark One in the UK, and the rest of my Howboy Productions team. I really, really appreciate you guys. This is the last song for the show. Do catch us again next week. Let your friends and family and network know that DJ Mugello and Jay Howboy are online every Wednesday night on BCR. Well, in the background is a song called What You Won't Do For Love and you know that I'd do anything, right? A big shout out to DJ Shadow for making this remix. I hope you really enjoyed our back-to-back I'm Up Beyond Remix. This is DJ Mugello and I'm signing out. It's your hip-hop homeboy, Reggie Smith, the boss, a.k.a. The Last B-Boy, and you're listening to Black Culture Radio. Hey, y'all knows. 
please do follow the Piano Capital on all social media platforms. That is, the Piano Capital with a K with BJ Mojello on BCR. The hits, the, the hits, hits. J- j- just keep on coming. Don't touch that dial. This is BCR, your kind of music all day, all night, right on your one and only station, Black Culture Radio. Black Culture Radio.